The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. There we go. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the... What is that happening? Pressing the volume button. Oh, we need Jake right here, okay? There we go. Hi, everybody. Craig Goldberg here. Yes, have some. We are live. Because we're live, I'm going to ban John for dancing. This is footloose rules only. Thank you. John, you're dancing like a white guy. Stop it. It's very upsetting. I got that for my dad. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep pressing the wrong button. Hi, everybody. Craig here from Yes Have Some. It is a Wednesday night. It is not. It is a Tuesday night. Tuesday. Doesn't matter. Normally, we'd be doing toy anxiety, but tonight we got Ghostbusters anxiety. More spoiler discussion, theories, reviews, thoughts, musings. We got friends joining us, but let me introduce my co-host, Abigail Gardner. I went to the Muppet Museum today. There you go. Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta. Major shout out. I'd love to show off the stuff I got, but tonight it's all about Ghostbusters. Tonight's about Ghostbusters. And uh, we got the chat going. Let us know how we're sounding. Hello, everybody. We'll say hi to everybody in a second. Jacob, how are you, man? I'm I'm well. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk with, uh, you know, Ryan and John about this magnificent movie this masterpiece ryan dole what's up man hey no nothing we're about to get another big storm here i think later tonight and that big storm is named clint barton uh because hawkeye is gonna drop at midnight my time i'm super excited also my favorite ghostbuster is egon spengler my favorite piece of equipment is the proton pack and my favorite ghost is what from the real Ghostbusters. What are you doing? This is his dating profile. <laughs> no, man. Are we doing like an AA meeting kind of yeah, thing? That's what I'm we yeah. Are we just totally. like, is that what you do in an AA meeting? Do you want to chip? No. You're not allowed to talk about what you do with the AA meeting. Um, I'm going to set that's a couple of ground rules. We've got five people. Club. I don't want anybody talking over each other. Oh. I will mute you. I will boot you. No, no, that's going to happen. Uh, John Yerkeva, dude, how are you? Just scare <laughs> us before you ask us how we're doing. Jeez, Kurt's in. Like, I'm oh, just Kurt. a little worried about I, what to say now. Um, I'm I'm doing well. You know, I, I can't complain. It's It's been whew, it's been a couple of weeks of, of craziness and excellence, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. Good, man. I'm excited that you're here. We were all... Uh, uh, or John was with us with the YHS crew in New York. Ryan saw Ghostbusters Afterlife the same night. They did a screening in Vancouver with the uh, Ghostbusters of British Columbia. And uh, some of the crew that was there as well that were mm-hmm. flown in from Vancouver, like film sets, to go work on that one because they don't have enough people and they don't have enough 
film professionals in Alberta. So they that makes sense. They did a, a screening for that, and they invited us along for the ride. So nice. It was kind Very of cool. like a well, you can't go to New York, so here's a pity screening. It was, it was <laughs> nice though. It was super nice. <laughs> they didn't even sh- they just showed Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to borrow a, a little uh, move that we that we see on our friends at Geek Dad Life, and I'm going to acknowledge a bunch of these people in the chat to let them know <laughs> that we're happy they're here. So only because of Geek Dad Life, Jason. How are you, Justin? How are you, Megan? Is in the house. Great to see you, Megan. Uh, Tony Taylor of Tony Taylor Toys. Uh, not of Toku Toy Town. There seems to be some confusion. Uh, those are two separate entities. But Toku Tony Town. Uh, Toy <laughs> Blue Chainsaw Man, Capital P, and others and others. Oh my God, Michael Kosky is here. Look at this. Whoa. Uh, it's a party. <laughs> oh, hi, Hal. Phillips. Hal. Is Hal here? He's right there. there. He is. Right there. Okay, home. Hal, I asked you to step in for me and take over my shift tonight because I was tired <laughs> after the museum. Hopefully, how are I'm you, man? I'm enjoying myself, though. Thank you for saying you would have. Yeah, we got a lot of people here tonight. People are watching. People are so excited about this movie. The discussion is everywhere. We did our full, you know, we've done two spoiler kind of breakdowns so far. We're going to dig even further tonight. I've got screenshots to share. Good. All right. So we'll just give the so warning. straight. Spoilers all the way. Spoilers. Tonight. Here we go. Oh, We're ghost Egon. Disgusting how many <laughs> spoilers. Do it. Go- Egon is now a ghost. He's hanging out on the farm and uh, he's making people cry. Uh, but John and Ryan, you guys have not, not had the chance to really uh, dig in and talk about your thoughts and feelings uh, about the movie in a public manner. Um, so, oh, I like this. Look at this from Gerard. Suck it in, y'all. It's the YHS crew. I like that. That's a shirt. <laughs> Put yeah, that on yeah. I do. Yeah. Fuck it in, everyone. Um, yeah. But I do want to get your guys' thoughts. I want to dig into this. So, Ryan, I'll, I'll go to you first. Um, you, uh, you know, you've been looking forward to this movie as much as any of us. You're a diehard fan. What, what were your first impressions coming out of that screening? God, for, well, it kind of come out of there. Like you, you do have that initial shock of like, holy shit! I just watched a Ghostbusters movie. Right, because there that really does happen, and you it does take you kind of like that moment because you kind of leave, and you know people are cheering, but then people get like quiet because now it's like they're kind of soaking in the emotions like a sponge, right? And sometimes you don't know how you're going to necessarily release it, but I remember it's like I I just remember just being like, "Wow, like holy shit!" Because it's just it it gave you a it gave you so much, like it actually blew me away with how much that movie gives you as a fan right that's almost overwhelming because you don't get that with a lot of legacy sequels no none right like no. the no. world doesn't give we you went that. for a, Star we went for a ghost soak absolutely yeah. we got soaked in ghosts yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah right like it was yeah yeah it's a ghostbusters fan it's incredible but as a fan of movies also it's like checks everything absolutely it checks all the boxes of just like there's the like there's this this level of action that just kind of like Gets you elevated just enough, but even when the action's happening, he's still managing to tug your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. So your adrenaline is conflicting. Did you and ever think you're I like that memorable. going through the field? <laughs> Kid, I never thought I'd see a Ghostbusters movie, especially with Harold Ramis having passed, where 
there are two lines in the movie where Ray Stance says the line, Egon Spangler can rot in hell, <laughs> and Callie calls him an asshole. What kind of <laughs> Ghostbusters movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing here? But I love it. I love it so much. I love it. Yep. It was great. Of people. Um, John, you um you basically like Ghostbusters more than any human being I know, including all five people here. Um, and the cross rip. And <laughs> Ooh, hey, hey, I'm not trying to start any fights, but I do love Ghostbusters. I am. I'm gonna start a fight later. <laughs> Believe it. Uh John, I know that you uh you have fantasized about this day. You've dreamed about it. So I was with you. I know you liked it, but I want yeah. you to kind of walk <laughs> us through some of your uh I don't know, some of your high level emotions, what your expectations were, were they met? I just want to know. I want to get inside that brain. I want to know what's going on in there. I I've always felt like I've walked two lines as a Ghostbusters fan because I am right there with everybody else where I I soak in the like nitty grittiness of like the details of the world. Like, oh, how has this changed? How has that changed? Why has that changed? Where is this person? Did that ghost get trapped when we weren't looking? All that kind of stuff. I think in general, everybody geeks out about. But I've also like I am just a huge movie fan and a huge storytelling fan. And I'm drawn to really good stories. And I've always wanted a movie like this or a movie, TV show, whatever form Ghostbusters was going to take next. This is the kind of story that I've always wanted in the sense that I wanted it to embrace to me what Ghostbusters felt like or what I remember it feeling like when I would enjoy it as a kid, whether it was rewatching the movies watching the real Ghostbusters, watching extreme Ghostbusters. There was always this sense of wonder and this feeling of like how much it meant to you to be able to just kind of bask in that world, whether it was for an hour and a half while the movie was on or half an hour for a new episode of the cartoon, just that feeling of losing yourself in that world and it feeling real and it mm-hmm. feeling like everything was fully fleshed out and everything was more than just, we laughed a little and we busted a couple of ghosts and right. it was great to, cause I mean, even since the first movie, you know, we've all dreamed of like, well, how did they meet, you know, whether it was in college or high school or, or what is it like when they have downtime? We wanted to know more about those people, not just in their role as ghostbusters, but those characters as full human beings. And this movie not just does that with the original characters, but with the new characters as well, everybody is given depth and somewhat of an arc. And some people had bigger ones than others, but everybody feels like a real person. And those right. emotions mm-hmm. of like Ray, you know, saying Egon can burn in hell and Callie being angry at Egon, like those are real feelings. Those are like, I think you mentioned it at some point in one of the previous uh, reviews that you guys did, Craig, just that idea of like, bands break up like stuff happens between people and it doesn't matter if you're family if you are the closest of friends if you can't see eye to eye that almost makes it hurt worse and it's right. real that they would have hard feelings between each other mm-hmm. and i loved that because then when you get to the end of the movie and you have those moments of reconciliation and of understanding like oh this is what he was doing this is why we're here this is why he disappeared it, the payoff is so much richer because you've gone to those low lows of like, we don't like each other at all. And it like that on its own without even getting into the nitty gritty of like 
Easter eggs or fan service or details, like that's a great story on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Have, what's up? No, go for it. I was going to say what you're saying. I, I really am agreeing with John and I'm thinking of Kevin Lim when he was talking on the cross rip, he mentioned, mm-hmm. I think it's a good like way to think about things. When you go into the movie, you have your inner child and you need to know if they're satisfied. And then you have the adult Ghostbusters yes. fan. And I think Absolutely. John, what you're saying is like all the stuff that makes you happy was there. And then as an adult, looking at the story of like falling out and like how relationships break down and those real feelings that hit you so hard. It's it's like both parts of you are complete and satisfied. Jake, I want to turn yeah. to you on this one too. What, and, and we all want all of us to chime in on this. So it's no, you know, I don't want to dig in. There's been some negative backlash from, from the critics. Um, the fans love this movie and I don't remember a time in my personal fandom, whether it's, Star Wars or Ghostbusters or toy collecting or whatever I'm into where I've seen such a collective gush of like it, it feels like 99% you know you're always going to have your outliers but most people that I know that like Ghostbusters are like holy shit I love it's, this movie this it's is the end what of Ghostbusters I'm, too we're all singing together we are I want to say that <laughs> um, I love you guys I really do but you know you've got critics who are taking shots at it. They're saying it's just nostalgia overload. But the one thing that I keep reading that is so weird is that people are saying, well, there's no real story. And I'm mm. like, Jake, I want to <laughs> ask you this. When you read that, like, I'm like, did we see the same? It seems like movie? maybe they didn't watch the movie because there <laughs> is a, it seems like they were set up to kind of dislike it in the very beginning. And we, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, <clears throat> I don't know what critics are. I don't know what the deal is. It almost seems like it's a secret society of people who maybe have their own chat. And they say like, <laughs> once the trailer comes, chat. yeah, they're in critics chat. And once the trailer comes out, they're just like, all right, what are we thinking for this one? And they're like, no, this is a no. We're like, okay, having a bad this day. Is a no. Right. I don't right. Like um, it. Because it is weird. Like, you know, being a part of so many other fandoms and and especially Star Wars over the last mm. couple of years, like those movies when they come out, you're just like everybody is so divided on you know like if we started talking about the Last Jedi right now, it would just be a big weird conversation. Five different opinions for sure, and that's kind of how you uh, think everything's going to go. And then also with Ghostbusters, like I don't want to. I don't want to talk down about Ghostbusters as a franchise and and like, this isn't me, you know, talking down or saying anything bad about Ghostbusters, but there hasn't been, you know, a movie in 30 years. And then, you know, there's a lot of the reboot was so weird and there was so much controversy and there's just like a lot of drama around that one. So Mm. much, just just so much crap. It feels like we've (laughs) been through kind of as a franchise. So the fact that Ghostbusters afterlife is out and everybody's like, this is perfect mm. is insane. Right. <laughs> it's insane to be like, that. Is this the yeah. is this is the best case scenario? It almost feels like like a presidential candidate where like everybody <laughs> in the country on both sides goes, Everybody's you know like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah we yeah, like yeah. this That's one. A decent movie. <laughs> um, it's weird because it's it's almost felt like Ghostbusters and figuring out how to push it forward has felt like hitting a moving target because in a lot of ways, this movie generally speaking, because obviously the nuances and details are very unique to Ghostbusters Afterlife, but generally speaking, like it basically has junior Ghostbusters in it, and it's kind of like extreme Ghostbusters, but those are both things that most people, at at the very least when they came out, people hated that. 
And so, like, as fans have grown up, as attitudes have adjusted, as we've come to terms with, like, okay, well, maybe, you know, the guys are getting older. We can't really have them as much being, like, the active, like, let's run around and bust ghosts and that kind of stuff. We needed someone to come in and, like, look down the barrel and wait for, like, all of these things to line up and take a shot and hope they could hit everything at once. And it was, like, it honestly... It was kind of, I don't want to say it's one in a million, because there may have been other ways to do it, and they may have been great, but this felt like a story. No, you're 100%. It's one in a million. Yeah, and and you needed somebody who could encapsulate, like, I understand how and why the original was made. I understand it from the perspective of someone who is younger and fell in love with Ghostbusters and really embraced the concept and the world and, and the, the fantasy of it and the lore of it that is celebrated so much here. And also someone who understood it from just the perspective of filmmaking and the legacy of just the people who were involved in what they came together to do. Especially Somebody that. who could understand all those things and create something that celebrated all of it at once. Well, it's and in his DNA. Right. Yeah, and he worked with people who also celebrate it the exact same way. Yeah. Somebody asked Jason Ryman in an interview if, you know, when he came up with this concept of Phoebe and Trevor, like, could you imagine making this movie if Harold Ramis was still here? Like, does that story work? And he was kind of like, Look, there's no real way to answer that question. Because the the sequence of events that happened, everything that has happened that led up to afterlife being made is the reason why it exists, right? So there's a million other ways this could have gone, and there's a million other ways where Jason Reitman just never makes yeah, a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, you've made has led you up to this point. Right, so there's a there's an alternate history where Paul Feig doesn't make uh, Answer the Call, and the Russo brothers make a Ghostbusters movie, and they don't make <laughs> Endgame. So there's a lot of weird yeah. sequences. Ryan, you're a diehard Star Wars fan. You've been pretty critical of the sequel trilogy one of your quotes to me over the last couple days was this movie ghostbusters afterlife did everything that the star wars sequel trilogy didn't do i kind of wanted to explore that not to put you on the spot but i kind of want to know what your thought process is behind that that, because it's an interesting thought and i kind of agree to a certain extent the first person to ask me what i thought of the movie was kevin Lim. Vancouver's okay. own Kevin Lim. Yeah, I mentioned. And uh, great voice, exactly guy. Great voice, radio guy. Yeah, the best. radio guy. Yeah, and he's. Uh, that was the first thing I said to him was that, and he was just like, he was like, whoa, because like <laughs> again, it's like that's a big <laughs> statement to make, but I think, yeah. like, they had everybody there in the same room, and at the same time, the they didn't try to have the old guys. They didn't have the the Easter eggs in your face or try to drive the story necessarily. Yeah. I like, and like I could have watched that whole movie without the old guy showing up and I would have been fine. Yeah. Like actually probably it yeah. still would have been good. Right. Like, even like, cause you it, know? it like it exists on its own. Well, without- I kind of forgot that they were even coming up because it was like, Oh yeah, we have like, it just never occurred to me while watching. Cause I was already so invested into yeah. Phoebe and podcast and Trevor and lucky. And I, I, I was already and Carrie Coon, like everybody, right? Like I was so invested Mm -hmm. that I kind of forgot the old guys were showing up. In fact, I didn't even realize Slimer wasn't in the movie until 
I got a text from my buddy saying, hey, Slimer wasn't in that. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, all right, guess what? No one that, fucking cares. That was <laughs> yeah. It's not because you forgot. It's because there was no like, this movie doesn't work without Slimer. It's like, it doesn't. It doesn't. Slimer is. The movie doesn't work because of Slimer. Story. The movie's not a good movie. Yeah, Slimer could have. Slimer only worked in the first movie. He did not need to be in Ghostbusters 2. Absolutely <laughs> not. Fun. And we all know why he was in Ghostbusters 2, because it was to sell high C. So drink hat, drink high C. Please send me an ecto cooler. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, we got some ecto cooler sad comments coming up a little yeah. bit later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. But yeah, I still, I, still, I still think now, like, we got to, again, this all comes like how Star Wars did it wrong, too, where it was like, uh, you know how it's like, we... Just, like if we're gonna move on past the old people, we just gotta get like just get them out of the way or just do something, make it important. I don't know. But it's like was muncher. I know what you're saying. But you've gotta invest if you're gonna introduce new characters, you need to let those new characters have a story. And I think throughout all of the Star Wars sequel trilogy movies. Ray and Finn and Poe and all of them, they have moments that are really cool, but the story never got to be theirs all the way up until the end when they're just like, Palpatine's back. Whereas like, yes, people have compared Gozer coming back to Palpatine coming back. Look who we oh, out and just Did they? Because they I will did. fight that. that. Shit. People, Hold on. people have said Hold on. It doesn't, it's not Star a good comparison because... Jake's next. Gozer, like the, it's built <laughs> into the lore, and six. they explain it, and it makes sense. It's not out of nowhere. It's right. built into the story. Whereas, like, and this, none of this is to like poo on Star Wars or anything, but like they kind of did pull Palpatine out of nowhere. Okay, but like, this is the, the real okay. But the reason, the reason that this is the reason that this works better than Star Wars is. All of that that you said, but also, I think Force Awakens is a is a almost a perfect movie. It's a Force good movie. Awakens is great, but Force Awakens is the first third of Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's yeah. it's setting yeah. up a story. The problem is that with Star Wars, there's 500 people behind the camera writing, directing, having their ideas thrown in. Star Wars, the problem with those the the sequel trilogy is that it feels like just a product. It just feels like we need to make a star Wars movie to make some more money. But ghostbusters afterlife is a very, very personal thing to Jason Reitman. Yes. That he wrote, he has a connection with since he was a child. He knows all these people personally. He knew Harold Ramis. He knows Violet. He knows bill. He knows his dad. It, yep. it's, it's a, a personal it's a thing that it's him and Gil Cannon sat down and wrote together in ghost core on the floor playing with toys. Right. Yeah. And that's why yeah. ghostbusters afterlife is, well, yes, it's it, the underdog. Perfect. It's Daniel Bryan. Like it's they're doing. Yeah, yes, none of that. That's what I'm <laughs> nice. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's a wrestling reference. Wrestling. It's not bad. But uh, I was going to say one thing. It's I think you're, it's not bad. I think you're all touching on something really important. Mm -hmm. This is a singular vision from Jason yes. Reitman and Gil Kane. Yes. Not and too many cooks in the kitchen. There's not too many cooks in the kitchen. And when you have a singular vision, look at Mandalorian, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni doing something where for you know i'm sure there's you know story teams and writers rooms and things like that but they have a story that they are telling that they are not going to be compromising mm -hmm. you don't get that with a star wars sequel trilogy you have 
the the plan for the Star Wars sequel trilogies, we're going to have J.J. Abrams do one. We're going to have this guy do one. We're gonna have, and by the time you got to the end, it was like, what, the, what was that? What was the story? <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you doing? Yes. Like The reason why Palpatine coming back feels hollow is because it's clear that was not the original plan. There yeah. were no seeds yeah. planted. It no was not earned either. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It wasn't an earned return. Right. The story that Afterlife tells, I don't want to focus on Star Wars anymore. It was like bringing Undertaker back. What are you doing? At a wrestling event. (laughs) Thank you. It's true. We all know Undertaker's coming out of the casket. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's good. It's good. Wait, he's coming out of the casket? Yeah. That's there's an alternate take of afterlife. Well, I support him. Where it's I not, him. he's coming out of the casket. I like that. It's 2021. He's he can definitely come out of the casket. No, but listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. Sorry. Hello, Abby. Continue. Okay, you with us? With you. Everybody good? Been here the whole time. I what what when they retread some of what's going on in the first Ghostbusters movie, it actually to me. It empowers and makes the story of the first movie even more important because Evo Shandor had this plan that we know more about now. We know where the selenium came from. We know where it was mined. We know it was manufactured. How they got it from Oklahoma to New York. Maybe there's an Oregon Trail style movie where they're just uh, Evo oh, give me Gozer, that movie. Gozer worshippers on the on yeah, the trail. Yeah, shipping covered the wagon. I'm good. The 30s. No, but 40s? seriously, in, in all seriousness. Um, because Ghostbusters is the most serious thing in the world. For the tablets, I really believe that the story that they tell here and the the backstory they give of Egon had become so concerned and so obsessed with the second coming of Gozer, and I do mean second coming of Gozer, because as I stated on Twitter today, Uh-oh. the video game is not canon and. <laughs> It's okay, people. People are losing their money. You would think, when I said the Ghostbusters video game is not canon, you would think somebody translates that to like, well, you walked into my house and you insulted my mom, my dad, and my dog. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You can still play the game and have a great time because it's a great game. But it's it's an incredible game. But it's it's okay that it's not canon because we now know that Afterlife exists. We know that Egon was trying to prevent this and sacrificed himself and his loved ones and his family and his partners and his friends, and nobody believed him. And that's such a who what human being can't relate to telling the truth and everybody thinks you're you're lying. Like that's a wrongfully accused. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, kind of a universal um, emotion. I think that we can relate to, and it works. Yeah, I personally believe that the story told in Afterlife makes the events of the first movie that much more exciting, and it just added to the lore of the of the Ghostbusters universe. And yeah. that is what I want as a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. fan more than anything. You could put any, you could put four, you could put Jason Sudeikis and you know even Paul Rudd and and, and whoever and all the rumored people over all the years. Um, God, what what was their name? Uh, uh, who's the one from Bring It On? Uh, oh, she was always rumored oh, to ma- be major crush. Uh, uh, the the doesn't matter. Somebody tell us the name of uh, the the, the actress the actress yeah. who who was always going to be rumored Eliza to be in Ghostbusters. Dushku? Eliza Dushku. Eliza yeah. Dushku. You know Eliza Dushku. Just her good. wearing proton packs and stuff, like at a convention or whatever. Yeah, that but must mean something. <laughs> if you don't have the right story, it doesn't really matter who the actors are. And that was always the problem with the last movie. It, it wasn't the cast. It was it wasn't it just wasn't a great story and it wasn't a continuation and we're not going to get into all that. So finished. by the way, we got to say Ben Eady is joining us and he said right here 
I can drive to the mine in less than an hour. Oh my god! <laughs> I love that. Oh um, god, I, I got to get. I hope he doesn't. Now. I hope now, he doesn't get mad at me for saying this. Ben is a great guy. He was the uh, prop master on Afterlife, and he's been doing the Adam Savage videos. He's just a coolest guy. He supports YHS, and we love him. And he's going to yeah. be joining us next week on the podcast uh, to talk all things Afterlife. And we're super excited that he's here uh, hanging out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm all over the place. But what I'm saying is that. And I'll, I'll throw to whoever wants to comment on this next. I feel uh, fight I wanna, for it. I want to give John and Ryan some more time. Okay. The story that they're telling and the story that they told was so emotionally satisfying that I left the movie just absolutely so excited about the lore and the legend of yeah. the the world of Ghostbusters. Just speaking yeah. of digging deeper, literally going down deep into the mine shaft and seeing all of that, like how how it was lit and how it was practical. It was yeah. literally like, that was so satisfying. And I wanted to mention, I used to work briefly as a like production assistant. And I remember everyone like on the crew would like the number one movie that they would talk about was Ghostbusters and how influential awesome. it was. I'm sure that's the case with most people in the industry. I'm yeah. Put that out there. I don't trust people who say they don't like Ghostbusters. Yeah. If you, you can't work yeah. in film, if you don't like <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters. It's, a major, it's like a major thing. Um, so, John, I know story is important to you. I know character is important to you. Everybody's talked so much about Phoebe. Just in general, what were your, what was your impression of the new characters? Uh, any surprises? Anything that you were expecting that you didn't get that was you know good or bad? I kind of want to pick your brain on that a little bit. I I loved all the new characters, and the thing that I loved the most about all of them, but especially Phoebe, because obviously we spend the most time with her. But first of all, McKenna Grace knocks it out of the park. Like she's the new, like queen of horror, as far as I'm concerned, like between this and Hill house and, you know, she's done some of the conjuring movies or whatever, like she's killing Those it are left, right and center. <laughs> they, you know what I'm saying? All right? mm -hmm. But, but as far as like the character of Phoebe, like, there there was something special about having the main character of the film be a kid because she is learning about her her legacy and learning about who her grandfather was learning about what the ghostbusters did what they were all about and realizing like all this stuff is potentially going to bubble up and, and cause issues again and it reminded me so much of like being a kid and having like a Kenner proton pack, or if like you made one out of tissue boxes and toilet paper, you know, or, you know, paper towel rolls or whatever. And just like having your, I'm sorry, I'm just imagining the kid who like, there's nothing wrong with a home built proton pack, but if it's made out of toilet paper, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know, man. Built, not bought. Um, <laughs> Depends on what adhesive you've got. But, but you know what I mean? Like, like having that stuff that makes you feel like a ghostbuster and imagining, like just remembering falling in love with, with the movies, with the shows, with the toys, imagining yourself being a Ghostbuster and like being in your backyard and running around and, and, and feeling that like in your veins, just like this would be amazing. And getting to see a character in an actual Ghostbuster story live through that to like touch a proton pack and have like literally feel the weight of it and be a part of that story and bust her first ghost and, and all of that, like it hits on two levels because you know, mentally like you are watching 
the story of Egon's grandkids. You're watching them become a part of this world and odds are there will be more movies and they will continue to be the main characters Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But there's also a level of just that connection of like loving Ghostbusters as a kid and watching kids become a part of that world for the first time. It just, it's like another, another thing that just grabs you by the heart. And it's, it's like, you just, I don't know how to put it. You're just in it and you're along for the ride. It feels like, sorry, continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It feels like a Spielberg movie, the way that like you relate to the kid at no matter what age you are, the kid is having an adventure that's completely on like its own separate from adults. That is like, real and scary and, and you're driving a vehicle and you've got the you know what i loved though power you know, and there's that. always that thing in like 80s movies like where are the parents and mm-hmm. what i loved is like the scene where phoebe um is using the pke meter and discovers the uh egon's lab mm-hmm. um they show Callie is passed out drunk at the table. <laughs> like they show okay. that's where mom is yes. <laughs> i think the one thing that really connected yeah. me i think on the next Lee level Wallace. For this movie was I grew up on a farm, like literally the next dirt farm over in Saskatchewan. So like it was like literally like watching a mirror of watching like kids play Ghostbusters mm-hmm. on a farm mm-hmm. in an old barn. Yeah. Right. Like it was like I like it was like watching my childhood right. at some yeah. moments. Like it you was know, insane. That's and that's what I mean when you talk about like like it the movie felt like we remember Ghostbusters feeling as a kid on just so many levels. And it's, it really was, it's a one in a million movie. Like you have, there are so many things that had to line up. And to me, it just hit everything right. perfectly. But it's also like say- the, the, like what you're saying, John, about, you know, watching Phoebe r- reminds you of what it was like as a kid, you know, after we talked to Jason, he he mentioned how he wrote this movie with fans in mind and about like what what it would be like if they were to see all that stuff and like watching the movie after having that talk with him it's like when you watch Paul Rudd's character that's that's us yeah. because he's yeah. he's like so excited about the trap he's like I've always wanted to do this when he's stepping on the trap when he sees yeah. the proton pack in the Jail. in the in the jail and he's just like oh he knows what it is immediately and gets excited he's like oh he knows he knows the kids are in trouble he knows That's this is bad point. but he's like we better get a jail play set we're not oh yeah jail play set from gb1 you flip it around it now you're in afterlife and you're in afterlife <laughs> and it comes with an exclusive Two figures, one of Carl Winslow okay. and the other one of Lucky's dad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which that's, that's I think in, in my head canon, they're distant cousins and there's going to be a movie where it's, where it's Carl Winslow's son. She is Lucky. Imagine Lucky has Winslow. to move to to live with her her the the, the Winslow family. Okay. And then there's a Lucky and Steve Urkel spin-off. I, I got a lot of ideas. It's hey, Lucky listen, Winslow. Urkel's her oh. dad. She's and Laura. Urkel and Laura Winslow are her dad. Whoa, that's really It's um, prison lore. Ben Eady with another comment. And listen, when you've got Afterlife crew in the chat and they leave comments, you you're gonna you're gonna. You don't have to pay yes. to get put on the screen. <laughs> yeah. uh, ben uh-huh. says behind the scenes thought McKenna and Logan, everyone for that matter, were just being themselves and delivering lines. Those kids are a hundred percent that nerdy and that smart. That's amazing. That's I believe it. Mm-hmm. It you, felt you, authentic for real. It doesn't feel like they're acting. Phoebe's jokes, no. like yeah, podcast. Thank you podcast for that. Podcast feels so legit. Yeah, he's great. 
the minute that you meet Phoebe and she's like hacking into the electricity on the wall and Callie's just like, Phoebe, what are you doing? And she says it. You're just like, yeah, I bet she knows what she's doing. I'm into it. Jake, I've got a mm-hmm. thought for you. There's been a lot of people, um, you know, comparing this movie to old Amblin. There's the Spielberg mm-hmm. comparison. You know, it's funny. Yeah. When we talk to Jason, by the way, tune into the channel this Thursday for our exclusive interview with Jason Reitman, director mm-hmm. and co-writer of Ghostbusters Afterlife, 9 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. There you go. Um, Get it before the parade. Uh, right. This is the real parade. Um, Get it instead of the parade. There you yeah, go. fuck the parade. Don't be a turkey. Listen to YHS. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I'm saying is I, I, I've wanted to ask him about those comparisons, but like I don't. I'll often get the chance to sit down with a a movie director and be a Ghostbusters movie director. So except for two nights in a row, except for two, except yes. two nights in a row. But, <laughs> but when oh, I did, and in twenty sixteen, you did as well. But I mean, but, like besides, that was right. a quick call. But listen, what I'm saying is, I didn't want to be like. So there's a lot of Spielberg comparisons. What do you think of that? Because I, I think it's a waste of a question, and yeah. and it also what, can kind of it also can kind of I think it can come off um, if if he wasn't doing right. Like what if Jason Wright was like come yeah. off offensive? <laughs> He's like fuck that. I hate Steven Spielberg. Worst director. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, there was another interview where he specifically said it's reminiscent it's not like there's any but like, he, homages it's yeah. lighting etc he said his goal with this movie was not just to inject the dna of ghostbusters but to inject the dna of what it was like to watch a movie in 1985 yeah. yeah. Back to the well, future. Goonies, Gremlins, like that kind of thing. And it, and it's there. So Jake, I was going to get you to go. Well, I mean, one of the one of the one of my favorite things that this movie does that's really subtle is makes there's like no cell service. So there's no there's there's not a bunch of kids on their phones the whole time you know right. it's not like right. he he's looking for service at the beginning but there's no service. So that's their just way of being like that automatically makes it's, it feel like an 80s movie automatically just taking the phones away yep it's mm-hmm. great because they do it so subtly but when you think about it it also makes sense because you're right there's no cell service if trevor needs to talk to lucky he knows to just go to the restaurant the just kids get a job where enough. she's working yeah, yeah. The kids but it's are young enough that they might not have phones anyway like it it, it doesn't like they don't need but it's them. yeah hold on we got a super hard- chat we got to acknowledge oh. Aaron uh, Rowitzinder. Sorry if I said your last name wrong, but thank you for the super chat. Ray being the one who listened to podcast podcast was so perfect. And I yes. agree. And that here. conversation between them. <laughs> and also podcast is a conduit for Ray stance in this movie. He's got right. similar he's clothes. He's got the heart. Yeah. He's got the puffy hair. He's covered in the, I mean, covered in the marshmallow. Covered in the marshmallow. There's a scene when they're doing the, the bus between Phoebe and him where like, he looks like Ray. Like, oh yeah. She turns to him side. when they're about to bust Muncher and he just does the, the head the, shake. Oh, it's don't, don't, don't. <laughs> now that's the fan service. I <laughs> desire, but it's the yes. little, it's like little things that build the character and it makes it like, I agree, Craig, like to me that like, as I'm not going to say that any of the fan service and the details of the universe that we saw were bad, but I think those little things that tell you more about who each character is like, that's the stuff that it like it makes it richer you know what i mean right mm-hmm. yeah i love that podcast didn't give phoebe a choice or a say in the matter about him being a friend <laughs> yeah. yeah just like hey we hang out now let's go i'm gonna yeah. show you this fine <laughs> we're gonna go and hang move. out yeah yeah, yeah. i loved that because that that in that that's kind of how i was as a kid believe it or not 
it's probably not a shock to anybody. Uh, <laughs> butterflies, you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same, Ryan. I understand that kind of relationship as a homeschooler. It's like right, which is basically like being on a farm. Kind of. <laughs> you're isolated for sure, and it's like your options are limited. So if you find someone like-minded, it's it's a big deal. They're your friend. One thing I wanted to dig in because we didn't really get a chance to the last couple times is the the creatures and the creature effects in this movie, the ghosts. Um, when we were. There. <laughs> We we stayed very spoiler free, and we you know we were lucky enough Abigail Jake and myself to see uh, um, the screening at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk? There was two moments. There's probably three moments in the movie that had like there's a lot of moments where everybody around you know reacted and erupted and clapped. But there was three moments that were that felt very like even more specific to just the three of us. One was the first time Phoebe says, I'm aware because anybody yeah. who <laughs> and, I, and I, I died. Nice. I actually, Get I back lost story. it. I so, remember we were in the, in the screening. And when I heard that, I just looked at you guys like, wait a second. <laughs> it so, does feel specific for anybody who doesn't know. I can just tell the story real quick at Ghostbusters fan fest. Was that we met Jason Reitman for the first time, and every and we ran into him multiple times throughout the day, and every time we, he he knew who we were, we knew who he was, obviously. And our every, very very first of all, our very very first interaction was him saying to us, "I know who you are." Right. So exactly. That, that's in, that's not a that's not a, a gloat. That's important. That, to that just happened. Important right. To know so, that he volunteered that he recognized us. So by the end of the day, we ran into him for a third time, and I took it upon myself to once again introduce <laughs> us and who we were and i was like oh hey how are you you know we've got you know yes have some podcasts and he looks at me and goes i'm aware i'm aware which has been a <laughs> have i not done enough a running joke and an inside joke on the aj quick made an i'm aware aj quick t-shirt. had an i'm aware t-shirt yeah. so when phoebe says i'm aware in the movie we just lost it now in hearing interviews which was- with which was funny because at that screening, everybody was freaking out over everything, but nobody yeah. freaked out over that because right. it's not a, except for the three of us. So right, everybody's right. like looking at us like we're, we're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now I've, I've listened to a lot of interviews with Jason. We've had the pleasure of talking to him. I do believe that the I'm aware is part of his commonly uh, used. Commonly used I think he brand. says it a lot. Dime- yeah. Dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, oh, Ben. Vernacular. Ben is killing us. Ben is going to kill me with kindness and comments tonight. Okay. I'm just going to throw it up there. I don't care. Dude, he listens to your podcast. I found YHS through him. Oh, Whoa. come on. Come okay. on. <laughs> oh, wow. that's now that that's come on. That's amazing. That's a, that's a big on. one. Wow. Um, well, we think we're happy. Uh, we're, we're really happy about that. Tell us more. <laughs> yes. More compliments, please. Um, so, uh, no, 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 no. Jason's amazing. But yeah, so that was a, a really funny moment. Obviously the Cujo moment. Jake, Abby, your diehard Stephen King fan. Yeah. I was like mauling Jake. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> can you believe it, buddy? Now, the third moment, which everybody reacted to, but we do talk toys a lot here. I mean, Jake, you got a Kenner Firehouse sitting right behind you right now. I do, when yeah. Bug Eye Ghost flew out, we all just went. Crazy, yeah. It was big because yeah. it's a it's a ghost we've had since we were kids. It's a yeah. toy. Uh, so, John, what was your reaction to that? I I freaked out because not only is it like not only are you seeing this thing that you have, like you said, it's a toy that we've all had since we were kids, but it's also we're so used to 
we're so used to like keeping things separate and it's cool to see like, Hey, not only is it a toy, it's a real Ghostbusters toy, but now it's, it's in a Ghostbusters movie. And he makes Not a great like, noise. If you go back does. and watch it, he pops out and he goes, blah, 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 blah. So awesome. I love that his eye comes out and then he follows it. Like it's just, it's so I need the voice. Listen, put H2 ghost or, or H2O ghost or, uh, uh, you know, uh, we, I don't know. Hey, that might be a funny YHS video. Is just the, the three of us auditioning, auditioning to be voices of ghosts. ghosts. And it's just and cuts of all three of us making we, weird. You can be noises. Granny Ghost. No, because yeah, okay. I want to be bad to the Bone Ghost. I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. What about just Tombstone Tackle? What if I I was that? No, Ron Daniels is Tombstone. Ron tackle. Daniels is Tombstone Tackle. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so. I want to like, create my own. I'm sure John does too. Yeah, that's yeah. our that's our I'm just saying. Introduce um, myself, I shake myself. I do want to point out though, the bug-eyed ghost did look pretty Dan Shoning. Like yeah. the the yeah, it sort the, of did the yeah, the that. version of the bug-eyed ghost and the IDW. Yeah, it looks Probably close to reference. his. I actually went back to the comics to take a look, and I was like, that's actually pretty close. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised because again, Jason Reitman does soak all of that in. I'm not sure. saying the comic is canon. It's it, I would say the comic is more. Video game canon because it plays more to that than it sure. does the movies. The video but, uh, game's not even came into the comics. And so. uh, yeah, and then when uh, yeah, so when it came through and I was looking through, I was just like, I thought it was pretty cool that if it's a nod to Dan <clears throat> and his work and their work in the comic, I think that's cool. If it's not, uh, my head canon to the cool. state that it is. Hey, I want to address something in the comments uh, because I yeah. think it's I think it's really important. Protect the head canon because this has been happening a lot. Um, this is from. Uh, GTHM Stalker. Hi. Welcome Let's to the welcome to the Let's channel. Other than Ray's bookstore, is there any other link or connection showing Ghostbusters 2 is canon? The Ecto 1A was the same car, but updated, right? So it's Gotham Stalker. Let's have uh, this talk. Gotham Stalker. Ready let's for let's have, have the GB2. Okay, so I want to address Ecto 1 first. I have a they do not go out of their way to address the difference between Ecto 1 and Ecto 1A, whether or not it's the same car or different cars. Maybe down the road we'll we'll you know get to explore that, but it there is no way in the context of this movie to have that answer. Is that fair? Yeah, and it doesn't mean and it doesn't mean that they're ignoring it. It just means that they didn't have time well, here's, here's, to address that because it's just not important it wasn't to this pertinent story. To this and here's, right. here's the other thing: it wouldn't make sense anyway because you know they established that Egon has been gone for years. If they de if it was the same car. They probably deconverted it before Egon left, which means why is he going to take a bunch of extra light bars and LED signs to Oklahoma with him? If it was two cars, if it was two cars, he can only drive one. So of course, there there's no sign of Ecto One A in this. But movie. that's all the old Ecto One, the Cadillac, the positive tracker ladders. <laughs> but as far as that question goes. So there are other connections to Ghostbusters too, but before we even get into what those are, it only takes one to make right, Ghostbusters right. 2 camp. The fact yeah. that they're in Ray's bookstore, that's that's it. That means right. that movie yeah. happened. You don't you don't need everybody saying, "Well, what about that time we fought Vigo?" like that <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> say it. Hey, yeah. we have to address this Robert Gamble. Robert, I'm sorry I don't uh know you personally, but thank you for hanging out. Um he says something very interesting. He says, "I made a gigameter for the film." That's there you awesome. go. For farewell productions. Fuck yes. Did not see it. 
Guess what? We all saw it. We did see yeah. it. Yeah, I yes. saw it uh, the, on, on the first. I yelled Gigameter at the screen <laughs> at New York Comic Con. I went, yeah, Gigameter! I pointed yeah. at it and I yelled it. Um, the Gigameter is whenever um, whenever uh, Phoebe is tinkering with the pack and she says, how did you make such a small cyclotron? And Lamp Egon points to the wall really quick and shows all the... It's a quick shot. And the focus is on um, the diplomas. All his diplomas. Yeah. The Gigameter sitting on the table. Yeah, there's a table right, or the mm-hmm. table right underneath it. It's like a higher <laughs> table. Gigameter's right there. You'll Why? notice it next time. Why just when somebody right has said, <laughs> somebody has said that they saw the um, the Nintendo controller from the Statue of Liberty. I, I didn't I catch that, it. but I've seen multiple people say they've seen that. Also, the guys are wearing GB2 packs at the end. Yeah, uh, I think Ben Edie was just commenting on that. If it, uh, Listen, there's a lot to take in. And honestly, when you're seeing Peter Venkman, Ray Stance, and Winston Zedmore uh, on screen, mm-hmm. um, you're so focused on them that you might not be yeah. like, let me check out these packs. So yeah. from the fourth time I saw it, I said, I'm going to look at these packs and you will see the Ghostbusters 2 uh, ribbon cable, which I think we can now finally announce. Should we do this? The Ghostbusters 2 ribbon cable in this movie was sourced <laughs> by none other than Hal Clay of Hal? the YHS universe. <laughs> Legend of the YHS Yes, and the GB one ribbon cables on the packs were so, were made by the Finchers. I'm just putting it all out there. Everyone, yes. Georgia, yeah, Georgia Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Project, for real. close personal friends of ours. So, yes. <laughs> shout outs. Um, so so and, basically, basically, we provided the ribbon cable. And I basically. guess I should go. I should announce it. I was trying to tease you guys earlier. I did the voice of Bug. I goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, oh, you man. should be at uh, Dragon Con as a guest. Oh <laughs> That's all it would take. Minor ghost. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I'm like the front package. of the Dragon Con parade. There yeah. he is. He's the guest of honor. Just painted blue. Yeah. Ghostbusters from all <laughs> over. A picture. It's a lo- and you can make the noise on a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, please do that. By yeah. the way, thanks for everybody for hanging out. We got a great crowd tonight. This is awesome. We love yes. you guys. Oh, um, so Bug Eye was great. The minor ghost was great, but I gotta say, what we saw in the trailers, what we we didn't get any more of him. That was you That's know that fine, was it. Though. I think that was funny to be it honest. No, it was great. I just I wanted his. I wanted to know like what we you know, have him like go out there. I need to know his backstory. Like, I need to know if he's one of the miners like, that jumped down the, the sacrifice pit or. Yeah, um, that mine with Caitlin Deaver. Um, what <laughs> on that one show we've been watching? Oh, the mine show. Oh, the Dope Sick. There, yeah. there you go. There you go. Um, shout out to Dope Sick. Shout out to Hulu. Caitlin Deaver got a, a, a mini puffed in it. That's what I'm saying. That. She's on part Instagram. of the fam. Wait, she's. She's Caitlin Deaver. So they have said a lot of people, they brought in a ton of people just to do random voices and mini puffs. One of them is the guy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, so, yes, yes, yes. The Stephen King character, basically. Yeah. But um, anyways, let's talk about these terror dogs. I mean, okay. Jake, Ryan, John, Abby, mm-hmm. this creature designed these, these, you know, that one money shot in the Walmart, the close up, it's clearly a practical terror dog. Yeah. It's got drool. The creature design, incredible. Jake, this is like, yeah, this is what you live for. Right. Talk about it. Uh, I mean, is it, 
Will I get in trouble if I say that the terror dog looks better in this movie than it does in the original? Like, no, because continuity, the, it's the same one. The, pra- <laughs> the, the practical terror dog is, it's outstanding. It's the best yeah. effect in the movie. That practical yeah. terror dog looks so fucking good. It just looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still right. scary. It's the scariest thing in the movie. All the terror dog stuff is scary. The the mm-hmm. shot where it lunges at Callie in the Egon's lab in the Egon's lab. Yeah, <laughs> the Egon's, Egon's lab. Uh, I need to By the way, yes, when she's down <laughs> in the Egon's lab, unreleased prototype. Yeah. Dude, um, whenever I just want to state this, we've seen the movie now four times together, Craig and I. Whenever the spores, molds, and fungus show up with the light behind it, you always go. Oh, <sighs> Like you get really ex- like it's the very first time you've seen it every time. And I mean that was in the so first like- trailer. It's been in the first trailer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, like, you, you have like, a really big reaction. To well, it. I like it. It's a good scene. It's genius. I have a reaction. It's because I'm allergic to. Oh, oh science. There you go. I thought you were drunk. Um. So, uh, Ryan, uh, yeah. you you uh, your professional day life is. Uh, your job, you do. Uh, you're a production coordinator, right? For yeah, I do. For, I, I work production in the old VFX industry. In the VFX world, you mm-hmm. have, you happen to work for Sony Pictures. You did not work on Afterlife, though. It, no, that went to different vendors, but we were close. And then, uh, and then COVID happened, and then so. Are you glad? Extended. Are you glad? Stolen from you. That you didn't get, like, take it away from me. Was it more fun for you? Everything from me. Was it more enjoyable for you to uh, to go into this pretty fresh? Yeah, I think so. I think sometimes it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I honestly do think so. I, this is one of these things I'm so glad I went in on as a fan. Like, I mean, yeah, bragging rights to be able to flex and all that kind of stuff is always cool when you're a big fan. It, it's, it always is going to be. But I also own a complete set of on-card Ecto Glows. So I don't need to work on the movie. I can just go in and enjoy them. So it's, it's, but yeah, it's, 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 it was great going in there. I, and I'm, I'm with Jake as well. Like I'm all for puppets and practical creatures and sculptures and like uh, miniatures that are filmed to look like big sets and just, or big sets being made. And I always think to me, VFX always works best when they're just there to change a lighting on something, maybe remove a cable. Uh, maybe if they want the terror dog to blink properly, throw in maybe something like that. Uh, you know, if it's a good mix, but a majority of it's still practical, I think that's when VFX, to me, anyways, works best. Yeah. Uh, so it yeah. was really great to see that. And I'm with Jake. I'm a huge nut for the terror dogs anyway like i think they're like the coolest damn thing and i would love to own two of them and just sit there on my little throne and like yeah. be a badass with bubbles on me and shit like that and a really um, cool crew cut fuck yeah man I'd be, real quick, I'd be awesome. ryan please be gozer for halloween yeah oh, I might so too. everyone's gonna be gozer <laughs> by the way if you haven't read the vanity fair article from yesterday uh you gotta read it there's this incredible story about ernie hudson talking about it's good um you know, he's a little bit more of a reserved guy and he's not super, uh, he's a little bit more introverted and he would kind of on set eat lunch by himself and just kind of mind his own business. And, uh, 
he was sitting down in the the you know craft services or the cafeteria wherever they were and olivia wilde in full gozer costume just sat down and ate lunch with them and then everybody joined them and i would love to see a picture of that yeah, i would yeah. love to have lunch with gozer um yeah same um <laughs> she's looking at her salad she's like are you a cob oh oh, oh dude <laughs> all right someone uh-huh. mute craig jake you're running yeah. the show let's go logan oski <laughs> says we're getting craig, an egon figure about three years book of jokes he says uh we're yeah that was, that was yeah, phoebe's jokes good enough <laughs> for that book uh we're getting an egon figure about three years before we would have if it was a star wars film um you know what? You're right about that. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. This was revealed yesterday. I almost gave it <laughs> again. Two points for Ghostbusters, Star Wars zero. Yeah, I almost gave another <laughs> uh, spoiler warning, but um, I think uh, we're well. We were there. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. So we're talking about Olivia Wilde. I think. Uh, right. This is going to be oh, hitting maybe. stores uh, November. Well, it's hitting stores now. It's street dated for November 28th. It that is the. Good. Spectral Egon and Phoebe Spangler two-pack. Thank you so much to GhostbustersNews.com, who we are using right now for these screenshots from Hasbro Pulse. Um, If you have not watched the stream uh, from yesterday, go ahead and check it out. It's up there. uh, And they they talked a lot about the new Hasbro Proton Pack, um, the HasLab. And we're going to talk about that with Ben next week when he's on uh it was a great stream and they and and uh the hasbro team talked with ben was on there and eric reich was on there it was really good it was Uh, actually they did such an awesome job i just gotta i am gonna shill out a little bit here because it was shill away they had like usually when i think of like hasbro when they do their like fan first streams it's usually the marvel legends team that kills it gi joe right and ghostbusters this is their first one and they fucking killed it I thought they did amazing. such a good job they and they brought everything job. in and they're like, everybody's hyped about ghostbusters right now. Yeah. It's incredible, man, dude. They did such a good job and it was just, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just want to say everyone, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Plus, I don't know where this two pack is getting released in Canada. I'm going to, we're going to find Toys R Us. Yeah, we'll get you one. Sue them. You're going to sue Toys R Us? So he's no, no, no. I assume. I <laughs> assume <laughs> Toys R Us. But sometimes people versus Target exclusives have shown up at GameStop up here. It's a mess. Uh, oh well, let's so, take a closer look. We've got the Phoebe figure. People have been wondering forever where the Phoebe Plasma series figure was. I think we all kind of figured it was going to be something spoilery. So it does come with the Spangler pack with the removable Cyclotron cover, as you can see, which is so awesome. Look at that. That's just you can, so, you can take that cool. apart though too, right? Like you can take out the yeah. If you scroll down here a little bit, um, you can take a closer look at some of the accessories. You can see here the bumper and the cyclotron uh, come right off the front. It comes with a PKE taser. Comes and a chest piece that Craig's going to lose the moment he opens it. <laughs> I've, lost, I've lost two uh, uh, podcast ghost whistles already. Oh my! God. Um, comes with a jar of uh, those uh, molds and funguses and spores. Yeah, fungi, I should say. And then, uh, is it pictured here? Okay, a couple things I want to highlight. First of all, let's that look back at the, the package. Yeah, I want to look at that, but let's look at the figures themselves. Um, so you've got the spectral Egon. Really, really cool uh, portrayal of Harold Ramis here, obviously from the end of the movie. I'm going to start crying if I talk about it too much. <laughs> um, 
but then you also have the spare terror dog head. Finally, uh, if anybody bought Tully's terrible night and also did the build a figure from plasma series, uh, you would know that they're, they're both, I guess, are they both the Zool heads or the Vince Clortho heads? I literally never know which one's which, but <laughs> now we have the, the, we're bad Ghostbusters fans. Uh, we now have the, uh, the alternate head with the, the kind of the shorter horns. Uh, so you can have that okay. all set up. And then, yeah, this is going to be out of Target now. The name, <laughs> they called it, the, you thought Tully's Terrible Night was quite a name. Now we got the family <laughs> that busts together, which... Oh, boy. Stays together. Um, it's, okay. it's, an, it's yeah, a name. That, like, what's the... That was a choice. Is going to finish that sentence? Like, the family that busts together... Goes catches ghosts together. Later together. On in life. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to finish that line. I think they should have maybe called it the Spangler family or the Spanglers. The Meet Spanglers the Spanglers. Or... Oh, okay. Meet the Spanglers. How about, how about Phoebe and Egon? Meet the Spanglers. Spanglers. Meet the Spanglers. Oklahoma is a place they live. Okay. Um, Ghostbusters female lead two pack. <laughs> there you That's go. cool. Uh, now, look at this artwork. How cool is that? I mean, that's very cool. It looks Love like that. now, Jake, I want to go to you. Tom Whalen yeah. does the artwork for the lightning collection. This looks Tom Whalen ish to me. It sort of, it sort of does. Yeah. Do you think he did this or is it kind of like, oh, I don't know. Inspired it's hard by. to tell. It, it, it definitely looks inspired by, I'm not sure if that, I, right. I would need to see that a little closer. I don't Right. Right. I'm okay. not sure that's it's him. Beautiful. Cool artwork though. And then, yeah, this is where I really got mad. This diorama they have on the back. Uh, I need that playset. I want the cornfield playset there. So you, you need the cornfield and ne- and you need the Statue the of Liberty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> From the real Ghostbusters commercial because they exist. You just need to find them. You need to find them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So shout out to uh, Hasbro for putting together a really good set here. Uh, this is what it looks like in package. Again, they're hitting Target now, but they're street dated, so you're not going to be able to buy them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they're also an exclusive, so you probably won't be able to buy them. So, oh, you well, know there's there's six up. in my store starting today. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was at my local Target and sent me a picture, and they had six on the shelf. That's crazy. He tried to buy it. They said no, and then they took them all off of the shelf. Oh, oh no, God. those are for me. So there I are am six the one who's my- going to buy them all. Sunday. <laughs> 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 Sunday morning, going to Target. It's really funny. <laughs> if you thought Phoebe was socially awkward, wait till they meet us. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the bus together. So that was uh, that was uh, that was that. So that was the only new reveal. But really, they're hyping up the Hasbro Haslab Proton Pack, which just looks absolutely incredible and is so successful and. Last time I checked, it was well over 10,000 already. So on, the, on awesome. their way to 11,000. Mm-hmm. Very cool stuff. Now, I've got um, I've got some stuff to share that I wanted us to react to as we uh, keep going here. Oh. If I can just figure... You know, I'm still getting used to StreamYard here. It's, it's all different, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Here we go. Um, so uh, if you guys can keep it... I, I can't see the chat right now. Um, but anyways, uh, there's been various team members, production team members, artists, uh, people that were on set who are finally after, you know, two and a half years, whatever, able to start releasing uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff. And uh, there's some really cool stuff coming out. So I wanted to, to share it with everybody and uh, talk about, it. does that sound okay? 
Let's mm-hmm. do it. Works for me. Let's do it. All right. So, and by the way, this stuff is being passed around fast and furiously. So I don't really have. I don't have the origins of where most of the stuff c- came from. I want to give everybody the proper credit, but it's like as soon as something it's just hits all over Facebook, it's, it's just, just I'm getting messaged a million times. So the the first thing here, we've got some concept art. Oh my um, god! Now we're going to be getting the art book coming out in a couple weeks, but here we've got uh, a really cool piece. Obviously, it's uh, the depiction of Gozer's oh. temple. Um, uh, this is probably early on. Uh, this is this has four Ghostbusters in full gear with four packs, uh, kind of at the front of the temple. Uh, John, you're an artiste. Jake, you're an artiste as well. Uh, Jake, I'll go to you first, and I'll go to John. Uh, what do you think of this image? Oh, I mean, I love this. If if this would have been the first thing I saw, I would have had a panic attack. It's just, <laughs> right. it's yeah. so it's so reminiscent of the first film, but the fact that it's you know slightly different, it's on the side of a cavern or something. Like it's cool, and it's cool to see this, and and then where it actually ended up and what it actually looks like in the movie. But right, I I, I love concept art of any kind. It's always fun to look at. So yeah, this is cool. John, how about yourself? This, I am such a nerd for <laughs> this. <passes out. laughs> I am I am such a nerd for for concept art and for seeing like what goes into to bringing a film to life and and the 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 amount of art and visualization that happens beforehand just to capture the vibe of the movie, even if it's not spot on to an exact scene that we get on screen by the end of it to create something that's like, this is what we're going for. And something that I've appreciated about the, the pieces of artwork that we've gotten so far connected to this movie. And, and you can see it on the, the cover of the, uh, the art book as well. There's this, this sense of like something is coming and in, in the sun setting and in, in this idea of like, it's about to get, creepy it's about to get real it's about to get intense yeah and this image has it too like the sun is setting and here's gozer's temple and the ghostbusters are about to confront whatever this is all about and it just right. gives yes. that sense of like it's about to go down and i, I love right. that so much i'm yes. gonna start kind of flipping ominous through a few more here yes it's, it's ominous exactly yes now here's mm-hmm. a piece of concept art now this looks pretty close um to to something we we see on screen the inside of the the you know the mountain there inside of the mine uh, yes um yeah the, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward it's with yeah. the kid you know the, yeah the, mm-hmm. what do you call it the elevator shaft there mm-hmm. sure um but again if i would have seen this like prior to the movie coming out i would have lost my damn mind yeah, yeah it's like reminiscent of the uh the stage show at universal or something. Oh my this, God, can, can we all agree the yeah, statue yeah the statue looks less like gozer here but you can definitely kind of see a a, a upright terror dog yeah. uh, on the right. Right, of it. right. Yeah, it reminds sure. me of the video I, game, meaning it's canon. Stop it. <laughs> Dude, love, upright terror dog is where it's at. One of my favorite things about both this artwork and also in the movie is at the bottom of the statue, all of the, the worshippers just clawing all over each other. Like, it's so creepy. Right. Yes, and, and it just sets the that. tone perfectly. Yeah. It, oh, and it's also Gozer exists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember the Sith temple at the end of Rise of Skywalker? And you're like, this is yeah, cool. Like, what where, is it? Where are the voices <laughs> coming from? Where did the people come from? Um, okay. So uh, here we've got another cool piece of art. Uh, this looks, I guess, Amazing. side of the mountain. And you've got the, the, it looks like the original Gozer door, like the door yeah. kind of carved into the yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Just a, any one of these, I'd be like, put it on the wall, hang that up. Hey, yeah. hey, this is this is a little off of uh, concept art topic, but there's something in the comment in the comments I want to address. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Capital P says, still trying to figure out about the Wendigo ghost from Halloween Horror Nights, and I and I feel like that's something we all forgot yeah. about. Sure, um, because sure. I don't think I saw that in the in the movie either. No, I mean, there was a ghost that was at Halloween Horror Nights 2019 that we were kind of informed was modeled or inspired by something from Afterlife. Uh, maybe it just didn't happen. Maybe it got cut. I'm, I'm not sure. If, if anybody yeah. has insight, we'll we'll try to do some digging and figure out. You know, me and Hal had a, if it's an art book. Here's a conversation. Yeah, art book in like extended edition. Uh, stuff. Oh, that's yeah. a cool shot. Of, did Jason Reitman just post that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where it's That's him cool. with the terror. Who's standing in front of that terror dog? Oh god damn it! Well, it's okay. him standing it's like in front of the terror dog, and then it's <laughs> right. Um, Emma the- partner. No, no. She's getting to pet it, and I'm really upset. That's good. Here's I a question. Her. Here's a question. Here's a question. <laughs> Beginning of the movie, you see the mountain. You see the clouds over the mountain. This is what Hal asked me today, and I didn't have a good answer mm. for him. John, do you know where I'm going with this? I, I just imagined, like, I remembered it in my head and I got chills. <laughs> so I was like, mm. just thinking about it. Uh, the proton stream that shoots up from the mountain, like from the center of the mountain that shoots to the sky. Uh, what, what is that? What is going on? <laughs> I wonder. So, so what Break we, I mean, we see that like Egon is getting away. He has trapped a terror dog and he's, he's running. I would assume that. Obviously, we know he has set up the kind of like dismantled slash half built a like four proton packs mounted on the walls to cross the the street and and keep everything in the pit. I would imagine he went in there and that might have been like him actually having a proton pack and firing like a stray shot as he's trapping the terror dog. And then we cut to he's got the terror dog. He's getting away. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. I mean that—that's a good enough explanation for me. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's probably you know when the streams cross and then the uh, <clears throat> you know the earthquake happens, it somehow conducts a, a stream that shoots upwards." I was like, "Wait, there's no way that's what happens because everybody yeah. in the town would no, see it's that just, five times it's just, a day." It's just Egon trying to trap. That's, yeah. that's what hey, it is. Note to self: I want to see that. Give me the inside. Yeah, I'll All draw right? it. Be great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll draw Egon. I'll draw Egon's last picture. battle. It's him versus Terror Dog. It'll be great. Uh, okay, so uh, we got some more pictures here. This one, real quick, is just a great shot of uh, McKenna Grace that she posted <laughs> today. Uh, it's just if somebody showed you that and you had no context and was like, "Oh, this is for the new Ghostbusters movie," you'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Ghostbusters!" <movie."> the uh, <laughs> dating uh, lines of Ghostbuster movies. <laughs> the girl, the girl Whatever in the photograph. Movie. The girl in the photograph that you just showed, uh, yeah. Ryan from Jason, it's um, Emma Portner. It's the woman who was the contortionist who played Gozer in some scenes. Okay, yeah. right. Oh. Yeah, I like how Gozer kind of has. Ben I want to Gozer bend him. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Yeah, yeah Go- you, ben. <laughs> Gozer is bendy now. Ben- people from Bendham's asked us what we wanted at Toy Fair. We should have said Gozer. Should have said Gozer. <laughs> well, we said Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, did. we told him um, Ghostbusters. We were like Ghostbusters, or we don't give a fuck about Bendham's. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's. These these three started circulating today, and I just wanna I just wanna look at them. Do it, do it. Boom. Oh. 
Oh my god. Well, he's wearing those elbow pads wrong. Woo. So okay. Hold on. <laughs> so I no, okay, I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> they are wrist yeah. pads. That's canon. Yeah. Um, is, when I first saw way. this, I was like, oh, oh they're god. making a Winston hot toy. Like that he looks <laughs> like he, the way he's standing he looks, looks so way, real he could he looks like how I pose action figures, yeah. which is I don't. I just put him like on the show. Behind him looks like a real person. But this is yeah, uh, it's like an action figure. This is a great shot of Ernie Hudson in full gear. Yeah. And, you know, it's really cool to be able to see some of the behind the scenes stuff because obviously in the context of the movie, uh, there's just a lot going on. So uh Ernie looks great and God, I, I think we've got a bright future of Ernie Hudson and future Ghostbusters projects. What do you guys think? Uh, yes. Yeah, I hope I so. so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely the mantle he's, he's taking it up. Yeah, for it's sure. Um, uh, and then we've yeah. got, you just, you love to see it. Look how good he looks. <laughs> he's so this yeah. is his, this is Dan his final form. He's so happy. He's living his best life when he's rich. <laughs> he looks, oh, feel, God, I feel like. I feel like being in uniform makes all three of these guys look younger. Yeah, of yeah. course. Mm -hmm. I mean, they Jake, just all look really good. What, what if you're on set? If you're on the crew and you see this, how do you react? Well, oh, I probably shit in, my in an embarrassing <laughs> way. <laughs> in an embarrassing cry, right? Yeah, yeah. There'd oh, be yeah. diarrhea and tears, man. Yeah. Jesus, you I know, wouldn't know what to gosh. do. I was so. Uh, <laughs> There's, there's. Before we look at the the third one, because we, you, you, you know what's coming. Uh, there's a hurricane coming. Check the weather. Um, one, well, there might be a flood, so I hope someone gets a mop. One of the, um, <laughs> one of the the things you worry about when when any, and we talked about this a little bit the other night. You know, we talked about it in the context of Bill and Ted, Star Wars. You know, we got the Matrix coming up. When you have characters uh, or actors revisiting characters that they haven't played in 15, 20, and in this case, over 30 years. It's risky. Well, it's risky in the sense that you, you know, actors are people. And they even talk about in the Vanity Fair article yesterday. It took yeah. all three of them a little bit of time to kind of get warmed up. And, and uh, Bill Murray even said he was a little bit worried about getting back into Venkman. But once the three of them are on set together, it's just mm -hmm. you can't not. Get back. The chemistry is unreal. Chemistry. Well, you know, yeah. we. Uh, I mean, you've heard you've heard Jason say this before that like the 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 grit to Ghostbusters one and two is those four actors their chemistry together, and that when you think of Ghostbusters, the four those four guys writing and acting off each other is what creates the feel that we think of as Ghostbusters. And, right, you know, that's right, what he yeah. talked about, how this one's different, but it's different because you're not relying on those four guys. Right. But putting those yeah. four dudes together... They fall in place. It's Ghostbusters. That's Ghostbusters. That's what right. Ghostbusters is. Well, and, well, that's, and that also speaks a little bit to, and not to, like, bring up the video game debate, because it's not about canon, but, like, people like to talk about how it kind of sounds like Bill phoned in his lines when he was doing the game. But I think this shows like when they're all in the same room as a as opposed to like right. one in a sound booth over here and one over here, and then you're just assembling the lines in post-production, they mm -hmm. feed off of each other. Like that is where Ghostbusters happens. 
Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. canon unless they're all in the same room. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Yes, uh, that's until I spill a doctor. That's Pepper. why that right. Entertainment Weekly cover wasn't canon a couple years ago because right. they, oh, they yeah, weren't all in the room together. Yeah, they weren't. I remember oh, that. But I was so impressed with Bill. Like, I, was, I went to a lot of stores to get that. Ernie Hudson's probably the best actor of the three of them. Yes. So yes, I was not Bill. surprised that he fell right back into Winston, like immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the line in Ghostbusters 2? Um, God, it's I'm blanking on it, but it was reminiscent in Afterlife. In Ghostbusters 2, when Vigo's zapping him and uh, Oh, and he's like, That was really stupid. That was really <laughs> stupid. And then the line in Afterlife yeah. was, you know, I don't remember this job being this painful. I do. I that do. almost feels like a direct everything <laughs> so about that good. scene feels like Ghostbusters two callbacks. Yeah. Especially yeah. with, you know, Peter. Bankman just like sexually harassing Kozer. <laughs> <laughs> Showing back up here. Yeah. We could have been a power couple. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, right I love how funny he is too because he's he's distracting Gozer. He's going a mile a minute. Winston tries to fire. She zaps it out of his hand and right away. He's like, "Well, you tried. <laughs> yeah, you tried. Yeah." Um, when well, I was just gonna say the the scene where Venkman leans down and introduces himself to Phoebe. Oh God! I literally have been repeating the lines in my head. I was falling asleep last night. Away, hi, Pete Venkman <laughs> from the home office. Who's this one? I'm Callie Spangler. <laughs> Spangler, weird name. Good luck with that. All right, I'm going inside for cocoa. I'm gonna put rum in my. Like I've been waiting thirty years to hear these lines, and I'm like, like holding them. Like yeah, a and as teddy bear. Yeah. as fans of Bill Murray, I know we've all seen Bill Murray performances that don't necessarily hit you in the same way um yeah. and you've kind of been chasing this. jake were you gonna say something yeah i was gonna say let's see this fucking picture oh, oh <laughs> y'all forgot all right <laughs> on three go on two go on two look at this picture oh my gosh look at that he thank man you know what? That's, That's a great picture, but the other one's even better. This one is one of the, <laughs> my favorite things. Look at this picture. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel so, bad for the guy on the right, but this picture yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He posted it. I don't know oh. his name, but he was bummed that he was like, I don't know why I decided to make that. Yeah, it looks like he's making <laughs> was, noises, man. Well, you know, know what? Well, part of me, part of me, like, I feel bad for him because it was probably like, oh, I'm in a photograph with Bill Murray, Annie Potts, and a terror dog. What do I do? And the stress probably <laughs> yeah. made him make that face. <laughs> I would be <laughs> sure. He's probably actually mid-cry. <laughs> right. So for our audio listeners who are listening later, this is a picture of Bill Murray in the center uh, with some uh, production crew. Uh, he's with... Um, Arian, who uh, is a, a special effects and uh, makeup uh, person who uh, we got to meet at the premiere. Super cool guy. Yeah. Um, we got to get him on the show. Totally chill. This yes. guy's got stories. Yeah. Um, we need that. Uh, so Arian and of course, uh, Miss uh, Annie Potts uh, and a yeah. terror dog head. <laughs> and also maybe Logan Kim creeping in the background. <laughs> oh yeah. He's back there. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Uh, ben Edie oh, says damn. these are the puppeteers. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank oh, okay. You. Hey, I was hoping fan. that oh. podcast had his uh, mm-hmm. his accordion. Oh, that accordion oh. video of Logan Kim. He's we got to get skills. Logan Kim on the podcast yeah. too. Yeah. No doubt, that's it's, it's inevitable. Yeah, uh, we got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. We will change Love the name puppeteers. of our podcast. His parents are listening. We could probably make a formal request. <laughs> we got to go professional. Though, if you're like, out there, no, I. You know we. You know, we talked about it. We got a ch- we got a chance to talk to um, 
Mr. and Mrs. Kim, and they're yeah. just unbelievably generous and, and wonderful mm-hmm. people. Yeah. What I were want, you going to say? I want Logan Kim to take over our Instagram for like oh a my Yeah, God. me too, because I'm sick of having him Also, do I'm it. tired of running it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I think that'd be funny. So those are just some fun photos I wanted to show and react to and, and all of that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I just... <laughs> We we could kind of roundtable this as we wind down. We probably got about you know five ten minutes left. Uh, John, I, we're going to be talking about this movie for years to come. There's no way to oh, yeah, for sure to to cover all the ground, but I, I think we're like slowly but surely chipping away. I feel better. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting better every time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with that said, Abby, what is the point in the movie where you broke? Oh, the, the, literally the, the Sony logo. <laughs> I'll say it honestly the chess game like the the that literally got me so fucking hard the the desire to have companionship (laughs) like that and to see like uh, special effects that are practical like being a little bit scary and so believable um and also because Phoebe's just on her own like just kind of lost and sad and disconnected um it fucking got me I mean I cried when I saw Egon Well, I think part of that is what you start. We have been all theorizing since the first trailers came out. Yeah. You know, what will Egon's presence be in this movie? Will it just Mm -hmm. be by name? And then we started just the lamp. Then we started seeing the lamp and we started thinking about that. So when you, when you see the chess piece moving, (laughs) you immediately, it hits you. You're like, Oh, this is what they're doing. I need to emotionally prepare myself. And then when you get down to the lab scene and there's like, the lights moving as Egon and like this is like, it has its own like human like movements to it. It's so, you know, I haven't heard this comparison, but some of the interaction there <clears throat> with Phoebe and, and Egon, um, there's a little bit of a reminiscence to, or it's a little reminiscent of Beetlejuice and the way Lydia interacts with uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Dave. Are you there's clapping? A, yeah, there's a clapping? miniature too. I'm like, yes, that's such a good observation. They're clapping for me. Oh, there is a Great. miniature too. Yeah, Greg what if, gets a clap. What if it's the, the, the model of the farmhouse Beetlejuice oh, was in there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Get me out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, listen, dirt farmer. You got to get me out of here. All right, that's the comic <laughs> match that we need. Yeah, oh, I would read that. For sure. He's like, "Oh, uh, hey, uh, these new people moved in. Uh, the mom's uh, pretty good." Oh, okay, he <laughs> he's hitting oh, on Callie. Okay, yeah. Hey, like to drink? I like to drink too. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Gage Um, sorry, I just turned this into my own thing. There's no mom yeah. anymore. <laughs> Only Zool. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, please, yes. I heard your mom was possessed. Uh, <laughs> I like her a little better that way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, but there is some of that, you know, one of the sentimental and emotional parts I find in Beetlejuice is Lydia <laughs> is this lonely character who, uh, finds companionship. What are you laughing at me? Cause I'm going to get emotional are about you? Beetlejuice too. <laughs> I don't think. It's- okay. Anyways. Yes. Uh, Ryan, what is the part that broke you? Uh, well, I was already on the brink, but what the part that just made me crack is when, you know, when they're looking over at Egon and he's like busting. And then it kind of goes over to the guys. Yeah. You see their reaction. When Ray's doing that, like, where he breaks, you know, that, that oh, my God, I just, that that stay puffed moment. Yeah. And, but this time he's got, like, tears streaming down his face, but he's yeah. got that same look of when he first mm-hmm. saw stay puffed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It was game over. <laughs> like, that was it. It was a, something about seeing Ray 
in that kind of like vulnerable state is just yeah. like that was it. Yeah. I was I was done. Uh, we have a super chat, a very generous one from yeah. Barrett Wells. Just finished your afterlife review video. Jealous of all the events you got to attend. Love you all from Burnberry. Burnaby. Burnaby. Sorry, Burnaby, British <laughs> Columbia. That's like Thank five you. minutes away. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank Barrett. you. Yeah, thanks, Barrett. So um, nice. Yeah, we've been having a we've been having a hell of a time. It's been it's been really cool, man. We appreciate everybody's support. Um, Jake, what uh, what moment broke you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was sitting it, there, so it, the whole movie, hard. really. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. But I mean, like, <clears throat> the easy answer is the most obvious answer. But like, there was no part of me that thought. You know, we we've been over analyzing the trailers and everything since the start of this, and there was no part of me ever that thought you would fit like you see the physical form of Egon Spangler in this movie. I just did not think I I was like, he's already gonna be dead. So the fact that immediately and you know, we didn't see this in a trailer, like we we saw this, you know, early and, and we were able to miss all those spoilers so when the movie opens up and it's just egon driving a truck it, i was like so f- i was not expecting that it i almost laughed away Comic-Con. i was like i'm not ready for this i'll wait another it was just years. weird it was just it was just so unsuspecting and then the fact that you're like oh cool here's egon and then seeing him you know immediately oh that means we're about to watch we're about to watch Fucking Egon die. Yeah, I wasn't like hold oh, open. We got to watch movie. Egon die. And when the and after he dies, and you watch the PKE meter yeah. uh, wings extend because Egon's now. Fucking, oh, yeah. a, he's a ghost. I can't. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, insane. Okay. Yeah, things to acknowledge. Robert Gamble, uh, four ninety nine super chat, but there's no. Oh, there it is. That is a separate comment. He said. Abby, how did it feel about being half the face of the uh, AP thumbnail photo on YouTube? <laughs> how did it feel? It was incredible. There's so many thumb- <laughs> brother texted me and said, "Hey, look at this." There's there's a there's a video that says <laughs> Murray Aykroyd and Zed Moore sing "Happy Birthday" to Harold Ramis, and it's a picture of Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I forced my way to the front of this pen, and I'm going to stand here. Um, yeah, I, it's neat. That I'm not going really to John. Same anymore. John, I want to. Well, I've got one more topic after this. But John, uh, what what was the the moment that kind of broke you? <laughs> oh my gosh! For me, same as you guys. I was not expecting that opening, and I didn't cry at the opening. I got a little choked up, a little teary eyed once we kind of like got to like the PK meter and realized what had just happened. But I was, I felt like I had the the wind knocked out of me because you see the opening and you see the swirling sky and everything. And, it, and that's on screen for a minute before you see that proton blast. And so I thought it was going to open by showing that and then do like a, you might be wondering how we got here. And then like actually tell us the story. And we were seeing like a glimpse of the climax of the movie, but then you see that and you're immediately like, Oh, Oh, this is happening. And so I didn't cry at that point. Cause it was just a lot to take in. The minute, like the the scene that got me for the first time is when uh, the kids get thrown in jail, and Phoebe makes that call to Ray, yeah, and they <sighs> and she's explaining, you know, like, hey, uh, is this Ray Stans? Are you a Ghostbuster? I'm in jail, and then Ray says Egon Spangler can burn in hell, and like that hits you, and yeah. it's like, oh god, like you realize, like something bad must have, like they fell out hard. 
And then in the next breath, Phoebe's like, Egon died last week. And then you literally watch the heart of the Ghostbusters break because yeah, he he's speechless oh. for a second. And then he just goes, Oh man. Oh, and man. like at that moment, like you remember Ray being the excitable one, the happy one, the one who doesn't want to give up. He has no qualms about walking up to Gozer and being like, on behalf of all these things that I have no authority with, you need Jack's to get unlimited. out of here. Yeah. And, but then like, so you're used to him being just kind of jovial and excitable. And now you're watching him deal with the news that his best friend died. And he yeah, died you said, when they were not think, on good terms. Think about Egon and Ray, you know, developing the photos of Vigo. Yeah. Uh, it just, oh boy. It just, yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a couple, uh, we have to acknowledge some uh, super chats. Thank you guys. Oh, Geek Dad Life. What? Oh, it's my best friend. Jay's the best. <laughs> yes. We've, we, there is a, there's a bro, you know, there's toxic toy drama and then there is platonic toy love and that's what we have with <laughs> life. Uh, yeah. love everything you've all brought to the afterlife experience thank you for all the tireless work you put into making afterlife that much more special for us fans hey man thank you thank we you. appreciate that we've stopped yeah. sleeping and then michael koski look at this that ghost hand really got me but also i was in tears just watching the movie with my georgia ghostbusters family yeah jake you were there i um, was yeah that's you know that's really really cool mm. Man, but that, I mean, in, in all honesty, there's so many moments in this movie yeah. that, you know, there's certain musical cues that I immediately just well up in. There's, uh, you know, but I, I, I'm an easy cry. Like, I have gotten to the point in my life where I can't um, hear the higher and higher from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack <laughs> without crying. True. Dude, <laughs> like, we went to Universal. Yeah. There was a fountain show. I have a video of me. I was like, I want to make sure I remember this fountain show so I can watch it at, like when I'm at work. Yeah. And also you're watching it. You hear the music, you hear the sounds. And then all of a sudden you hear Craig. Oh man, I'm crying. <laughs> this this like, water is beautiful. <laughs> and it, it is, it is still and like that there, like that on top of the, all of that, it actually makes it my, the video for me yeah. and my experience okay. so much so better, much better because yeah. like, that's what I, it's, I know this is going to sound like totally like a jerk thing to say, but I do coincide like Craig with crying because he just like, <laughs> he, gets, he gets emotional. No, and it's cool. It's, I think it's totally cool that you cry at the things that you love. I do. Yeah. And I love Ghostbusters. I think, it, it, I think it that's cool it. that you're totally open about that. And exactly. Like, and it's a fun bucket. thing. It, it means more to me than anything in the world. And John, I agree with you. It is heartbreaking watching Ray go through those emotions because yeah. when he's given the the rundown, you can get this sense that he's given this speech before because he gets, you know, he answers the phone. He's a little bit more measured. He's talking. Then he gets really animated. He's like, well, he stole the Ecto-1 and he did this. Mm -hmm. Book me out, man. Ray stands. And then she's like, hey, he died. And it just it just breaks his heart, like you said. You realize Dan Aykroyd is a really good actor. Yeah, he's, great. he's awesome. I will say the other thing that made me crack that I wasn't expecting, it made me crack in a different way, was the the after credit scene with Winston. Because yep. it just, like, for me, obviously, like, I identified with Winston a whole lot. I thought it was awesome to see a person of color be a part of the team. He has always been one of my favorite characters, just of anything ever. And, like, we all know how oftentimes Winston gets the short end of the stick in Ernie Hudson when it comes to marketing or advertising or promoting right, right. and all that kind of stuff. Even uh, just and it, scenes. And it pisses him off. Scenes, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, oh, it's not like over the years he's been like, well, whatever. Like he flat out will be like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's a ama- It was amazing to like, to see them basically say like, Hey, whatever ghostbusters is going forward, Winston's in charge now. And like that, hit me hard like i was ready to just you know like the last scene of the movie movie is ecto one cruising back into new york and it just leaves you on this note like which i was not expecting at all i would have never predicted that yeah yeah. but like it leaves you on this note of like oh there's gonna be more and then it goes on to be like and when there is more winston's gonna be running the show i was just like ah well that's so good We'll have to do full episodes predicting the future, but that conversation between Janine and Winston and the the stinger scene with the the you know World's Fair coin, mm-hmm. um, and then and Brock mentioned it. But the last line of the movie is, you know, I may be a businessman, but I'm going to always be a Ghostbuster, and that mm-hmm. is just a punch in the damn mouth. Like because it <laughs> yeah. it's it, it embodies yeah. the the whole like. That it embodies the the messaging of anybody can be a Ghostbuster. This means something. You know, he says something. Um, he says a really great line to Janine where he says, you know, they taught me not to be afraid. Yes. Yeah. Dude, God. Everything I'm, about his speech <laughs> almost could be like, it could come from any one of us. Because I think, especially growing up as kids with Ghostbusters, there's, mm-hmm. there's this thing in horror. And I think Neil Gaiman has a, a really great quote about how the great thing about fantasy stories isn't that it teaches us dragons are real is that it teaches us dragons can be defeated. And I think when kids get into horror and there are things like ghostbusters that show you that idea of like, Hey, there's scary stuff out there, but scary stuff can be defeated. Like Winston having that. Yes. Winston having Mm -hmm. that line of, of, you know, they taught me not to be afraid. God, it hits hard, man. Like it it was so good. It was and really his great. one employee was a uh, rookie from the video game making God. a cannon. Rookie from the Alabama Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Cannon. Ed Cannon. Ed Cannon. Ed Cannon. Right. Ed mm-hmm. Cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope Lewis Tully was his one employee. Uh, Mr. Z. Uh, by the way, you don't really see. Remember early on in uh, production, they they released the. They teased mm-hmm. like the Z, like the Zedmore logo you know it makes me think they're you know what <clears throat> some stuff maybe was cut is there a whole scene of like winston bitcoin he's to be able to nfts <laughs> no by the way i want to see a, an, a boardroom scene where winston just like firing people <laughs> oh, oh he's like vince mcmahon yeah. you're fired <laughs> fire yeah, um, awesome anyway for sneezing uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to copy. I want the Tobin Spirit Guide prop. I want to. I want to see more of yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I said earlier, there's 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 so much to unpack. We're gonna have to do full episodes. We'll have you guys back on, predicting the future. Where can they go from here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where do we want them to go? Where do we think they're gonna go? But I mean, they've got some really strong characters to work with, and and mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah. But but Jake, I mean. I'll, I'll, we'll round table this and we'll, we'll, we'll say our goodbyes, but I didn't think the movie was going to end in New York with the Ecto being back in New York. That kind of no. tells me that there is a chance. I think we see Phoebe and Trevor, you know, I feel like we see these companies going forward, 
these companies. That's what I call people now. <laughs> Each individual company. <laughs> these, um, ghost, these ghost core official franchises <laughs> are up I all we, over. Hey, I think we see Ghost Core Somerville official franchise oh, God. Uh, rise again. <laughs> the real Ghostbusters of Passing out certificates to everybody. <laughs> I want to be in that one. Yeah, they got to get to the firehouse so Ray can give them their cadet pins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The next movie is just Phoebe and podcast handing out certificates at the Spinner's <laughs> drive-thru. Yeah, one of the cooks there is like, well, I'm going to start competition. I'll start my own. And it's going to have... No, oh, I'm not going to say it. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. All right, all right. All right. All right. Stop. We'll stop. <laughs> John, I want to work on... I want you to make a like a field guide of ghosts. Like ghost oh, my companion. gosh book and yo put me in up on that I've, let's yes. put that out now let's do it i will uh, do whatever now jake what i was gonna ask let's you is go. I, I wasn't now. i wasn't uh i wasn't expecting the movie to end in new york did was that a shock to you and, and what do you think that says about the future yeah i mean i didn't i didn't think that was going to happen at all and it's kind of weird that they show you that then the credits roll and then pop back up and you're back in the, it, it, it's, it's almost a little bit of a weird, you know, if, if, if they weren't going to go into an after credit scene, it would be like, Oh, it would be even more of a tease. But right. yeah, I mean, I think that definitely shows that like this story was, it was a very like personal close to that part of the story. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're now in New York is like, okay, it's, it's moving forward. Right. In a different, you know, maybe maybe in a more traditional sure. Ghostbusters kind of way. You know what I mean? Back to its roots. Well, I mean, you know, Jason Ryman has said this was the Spangler story. There's an interview with him today. Someone said, why didn't we get more Venkman? And he was like, well, we didn't need more Venkman. This story was about Egon and Egon's yeah. family. And yeah. uh, I, I really like that uh, that answer. Uh, Ryan, final thoughts uh, for this evening? Uh, well, it. That whole after credit sequence does it does work like a snowball where you're just where yeah. they do start with that whole world's fair scene, that cut scene, and then it goes to the office and they start talking and you see, yeah, like I said, you go back to New York, it's just it it is overwhelming because it does give you that little sense of hope. <clears throat> and also today, and Jason Reitman did that interview with Adam Savage, and he was just like, Well, are we gonna go back to Somerville? And he's like, Maybe all over the world. Right. Yeah. And that was just like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Right. But I, but I also do want to see the return. I don't of- want a bunch of franchises. I've never liked that idea. I don't. That's. Anyways, I just want, I was hoping that uh, we get to see more Phoebe. I want to see where her story goes. I want to see where podcast goes and Trevor and Lucky. Like I'm hoping this is not a one-off thing for them, regardless of where they go. But it's, I I do want to. I'm hoping we get more of them. I'm also hoping we get the real Ghostbusters Afterlife, where Phoebe and Trevor are blonde. (laughs) Uh, I want that as well. All right. Um, Craig. we hosted. We froze. No, was reading some comments. Uh, <laughs> Ultimate Spike Zero. The end of the movie ends in the way the old one started, with the logo coming in, and then it just says Ghostbusters without Afterlife, as if it's the beginning of a yes. movie or series. And yeah, yeah. I noted that. It's very yeah. cool. Exactly. Good thought. Yeah. Thought of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Thank you for the 
thought of the night. So, uh, Abby, I'm going to give you the last word. Well, we should give that thought the uh, super chat because that was a great thought. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it works. That's we don't give them are. super chat. We chats. give them a super chat. Give us your address. We'll send you a super chat. <laughs> We're going to send you a can of soup. Nor oh, do I know how funny. the NFTs work, but I think they're cool. You get a, um, a yes, I, have some no prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I guess my final words are that this is a great movie to experience with your friends um, who are like family, which for me, these all of y'all on the screen are my family. And the people in the chat and just everyone that's been like a part of this buildup and is, is just as excited as we are. It's I'm just very happy for us. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for myself. I feel like it's a, it's a good place to be in with yeah. a lot moving forward, a lot of good momentum. Well, let me yeah, end with some like best week. Yeah, it's yeah. been fucking awesome. Let me end with some positivity. Awesome. I agree. Muppets. Thank you so much to the to the chat. We appreciate everybody being here. If you're listening on the audio feed uh, later, or if you're watching on YouTube later, thank you so much. Subscribe to the channel for more Ghostbusters afterlife Wait, coverage I and content. Final thoughts? What is this, John? You're gonna get the final. John, thought. let John okay. talk. You are gonna get the final thought. I gotta get my plugs in. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I like this one from Troy Benjamin. The little green heart. He's trying to get Ecto Cooler. <laughs> He's trying to get an Ecto Cooler. Yeah, I love that. Uh, no, listen. We are in a time where Ghostbusters Afterlife exists. It's out. We have it. The possibilities are endless. We could get sequels. We could get a television series. We get an animated series, animated movie, comic books, video games. There's Podcast. so, so, so <laughs> my, well, we, that's what we do. Oh, oh, that's our job. I didn't mean to leave Troy's comment up all the time. That's I like us. it. I like it. Um, I have never been more excited to be a Ghostbusters fan. I've never been more satisfied creatively working with my friends and, and all of you guys to, to do everything that we've been doing. It's been so much fun. And Listen, the movie's the number one movie in uh, America. Made forty-five million, Sorry. beat expectations in the a, world. In the world, yeah. except yeah. Australia, made another four million today. Yes. Got the Thanksgiving so stretch ahead with no competition. Go out, see it. Let's make Ghostbusters Afterlife as successful as possible, and we we will have plenty of Ghostbusters to come. It's just it's just buy a really all the toys time. too. Back the pack if you haven't already. The yeah, there you go. It's just right? a good. Oh yeah! <laughs> Thank you, Hasbro, for Thank sending you. us that. Ryan got w- Ryan. What did it feel like <laughs> to get a Hasbro I didn't issue? Show off any of my stuff <laughs> influencer package? Well, what do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it felt so. Oh my god, Abby, that's amazing. Okay, yeah, but that felt it so good. It, it felt so good to have this s- yeah. show up in the in the mail wow Kermy we're losing viewers we're <laughs> losing backers <laughs> hey that was a good peewee impression <laughs> wow okay um yes John your cape I'm gonna give you the absolute by the way for our audio listeners oh there's, a Fozzie, there's a Fozzie there's a Fozzie bear pop yeah uh, yeah John there's if you could just sum up uh, if you could just uh, sum up 30 <laughs> years of uh, anticipation in about 30 seconds that would be good oh my gosh <laughs> and go uh, no honestly I couldn't have asked for a better movie I feel like it was the right move to tell this story this small intimate family driven story about what Ghostbusters means to these people before we launch into whatever's coming next. I love that what is coming next is in the hands of Winston Zedmore. I think that the balance of fun, comedy, creepiness, action in this film is peak, perfect Ghostbusters, like 
like that's the formula and it needs to be mounted on a wall in ghost course so whatever they do next they're just like as long as we hit that we're good to go yeah you take down all those franchise way, little... patches and put this yeah. on the wall <laughs> shots fired it's just takes up so much space as long as as long as that's the core you can make it a little creepier no. you can make it a little funnier but come back to that because that is home like that's what right, ghostbusters needs sure. to be and yeah i'm i'm excited like i am imagining what the future could be and i i'm just pumped because this is an amazing step forward hey real quick john those are amazing words mm-hmm. and we appreciate it kyle tilton's got a funny comment add a thrower as a stretch goal for the rancor boom <laughs> fixed <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. hey last throwing plug, an Alice frame. underdog winning tune in here on the channel tomorrow night for another live stream it's the gb media roundtable Still don't know who's joining GB us, but media. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to call media. them out, and I'm going to te- that way they have to join. It so was originally Chris Stewart. Yeah, it was originally yeah. going to be. Chris we're going to get Jason from Ghostbusters News. It was going to be him as well. And uh, you, we got Matt like Prov from Cross the Streams Radio, the first podcast to kick it all off. Matt Prov mm. will be with us. Okay. Yeah, and I was going to throw in Ron Daniels because I really like Ron Daniels. Like, <laughs> sure, well, bring them all in. Yeah, bring them in. Where the make it multimedia Um, i draw stuff i'll come back yes and john you're more than welcome anytime ryan obviously we got toy anxiety coming back every tuesday last plug tune in 9 a.m to the youtube channel spotify itunes wherever you listen to your podcast thanksgiving morning for our interview with the if you hit that notification button you won't miss it so make sure you hit like leave a comment thank you um yeah and if you could hit the uh, the like button on the video and here then, and yeah, uh if you have already thank you we like it we like it so and for ryan like dole yeah. abigail gardner jacob walsh and john Yurkeva, my best friends in the world i i would die for most of you um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry abby i hope i hope your daughter i hope your daughter finds your pke meter one day yes Craig. <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't have well I have a peak I have a Maddie PK oh imagine that that's what imagine if Phoebe found a Maddie PK meter she's like what's this <laughs> oh dad she just finds out my dad oh. was a collector yeah, she's like grandpa was a Maddie collector subscriber <laughs> on his shed. now we know who it is grandpa used to really roll <laughs> why didn't you tell yeah. me <laughs> why didn't you tell me my never mind i'm not gonna say that okay <laughs> Whew, i just almost had to delete the whole thing i know uh, <laughs> for the after try again the after after credits all right everybody we will see you next time thank you for joining yhs yes bye thank let's get you. some music yeah, play some music where there we go this oh, is where the yeah. begins. <laughs> no right different along. kind of music all right we're gonna hide us the fuck is this music? Greg is getting mad that we're talking, but I hey. think our talking makes it better. Meow, meow, it's meow. like we're real people Don't even after we're like done. Fuzzy Bear. Goodbye, <laughs> Muppets. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow.